Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences as well as current and long-term goals and what gets them through the ups and downs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you don't already, follow my Instagram account at jparkerfitlife for actionable tips daily to live a healthier lifestyle and for access to my YouTube and blog. Enjoy the show. On the What's Your Story podcast, my guest today is Mark Webb. He is the owner of Oak Built Fitness and is the author of the Ten Commandments of Building Muscle. Um, I'll let Mark go ahead and give a little bit of an introduction on his end now. Hey, what's going on, man? Good to be here. Um, so I'll just go ahead and dive into a little story about me. So basically, I was born to teenage parents. And by the time I was two, my dad was pretty much gone out of my life. So um, growing up, I had some abandonment issues and things like that. Um, so I ended up turning to the world of drugs. Um, I started slinging dope to feel cool, mm -hmm. um, doing drugs just to you know feel like I belonged, make friends, things like that. Um, after some time in that scene, I ended up doing a little stint in jail and realized that if I didn't change my ways, I was going to end up in prison or end up dead. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, growing up as a kid, I always loved watching wrestling and, uh, you know, those guys are jacked. I looked up to them. So I thought, you know, I want to get jacked. So I started going to the gym, found my new fix. Um, but you know, being the former drug addict, I weighed 127 pounds, super skinny, super weak. I mean, my first time in the gym, I struggled to lift the bar, you know, bench press 45 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the more I went, I saw a little bit of success. Um, then I eventually got into the, you know, doing what was in the magazines, blowing what little money I had on supplements and stuff like that. Um, so I just kind of hit a rut. I wasn't making any progress and just got really frustrated. Um, so I started doing a little more research. Uh, I came across uh, like Arthur Jones, Mike Mincer, guys like that. And, you know, started reading more into progressive overload and frequency and uh, compound movements and things like that and putting that stuff into practice. And I started seeing changes a lot faster. Um, so, you know, with my addictive personality, I just started researching everything I could mm -hmm. about these methods, nutrition, all that kind of stuff, and just watching my body transform. And it, it was just incredible. Um, so, you know, eventually I started working with other people, training them up and helping them out. And it's kind of put me where I am today. <laughs> so, um, those two guys you mentioned, I don't think I recognize those names today bodybuilders and more just like coaches or yeah um arthur jones he is the guy that invented the the uh, nautilus machines oh okay and yeah his big thing is high intensity training and mike mincer as well um so you know I, I really resonated with their teachings and so i just went down the rabbit hole on that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and was this mostly research you did on the internet or how did you find these guys they yeah I did a little bit on the internet, um, but once I started finding some of this stuff, I started uh, you know, getting the books, 
um, signing up for courses, things like that. So just really diving deep into it and figuring out the mechanisms of why things work. Mm -hmm. And so how are you able to find these guys that obviously have their backing in principles and scientific research as opposed to, you know, the numerous amount of people on the internet who are trying to push supplements and right less than less than perfect methods and stuff like that i mean it was tough man like i said when i first started i i fell victim to the marketing hype and stuff but you know it was just more trial and error once i found these guys and tried their stuff and started seeing the differences it made with me you know i found guys that they talked about that they recommended and would research them and read their teachings and things like that so it was just more a matter of you know, weeding out the BS and finding what actually works through trial and error. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how long would it, would you say it took you to find the stuff that really worked as opposed to the stuff that wasn't really getting you the results? I was probably three or four years deep Mm -hmm. spinning my wheels. I mean, I gained a little bit. Um, I probably put on 15 or 20 pounds in that time. But um, once I found these fundamental training principles my training started getting much better and then i started looking deeper into nutrition so um, it was probably you know a total of five or six years of spinning my wheels before i started seeing real progress Mm -hmm. it seems like such a reoccurring theme of people that want to share their information on instagram and stuff like that like i can definitely resonate with that i was always really into bodybuilding and weightlifting, but I was always, just like you said, I was spinning my wheels. I was switching from supplement to supplement. I was mm-hmm. I was doing stuff like bicep burnouts and mm-hmm. opposed to doing heavy deadlifts and rows and stuff like that. Yeah. Just such a game changer when you finally figure out the thing you talked about, heavy compound weightlifting, progressive overload, stuff like that is just a complete game changer. And Absolutely. Then, and then it's just like from there, just like you said, you, you, I think for most people, it's like, okay, you realize what the benefits of uh, weightlifting can do. And you find, you, you find you're a little bit more interested in the nutrition too. Uh, you want to make sure you're just not eating crap uh, in addition to, to help you out there. Right, right. So um, when did you um, come up with the 10 commandments of building muscle? Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually just launched that a few months ago. Okay. And it's so- something... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about for a while, um, and I just finally decided to bite the bullet and put it out there. And mm-hmm. Would you say it was an idea that kind of hit you all at once, or was that something that kind of nagged at you for a while that was just kind of, you know, in the back of your head? Yeah, it was something that nagged at me for a while, and I eventually got tired of seeing all the crap on mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, and I figure, you know, I got to put this out there. If I can help one person figure this thing out a lot quicker than I did, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no doubt. And so in there, I know you talk about failure and obviously, uh, to some extent you might even call your first, um, three or four years in weightlifting. Not that if you're making progression, it's failure, but failure in the sense that you weren't doing all that you could do. And mm-hmm. so, how do you look at failure in your life? Uh, it seems like it's almost kind of a buzzword these days when everyone's like, go after failure, go after failure. <laughs> but um, I guess, how has that worked in the context of your life? And do you want to talk a little about that in the sense of building muscle and beyond? Sure, man. Yeah. I mean, 
years ago, I was terrified of failure and it basically paralyzed me. I, I wouldn't do the things I wanted to do just because I was terrified of what, you know, people would say, people would think, you know, um, I'm a very analytical person. So I like to have a full blown plan played out before, you know, I jumped to doing anything. And I just had to make that shift in my mind that, you know, failure is basically target practice. You know, you hit that failure, you adjust a little bit and you get a little bit closer to your target. You might fail again, you adjust a little bit and then you get a little bit closer to your target. And just making that mental shift uh, really changed things for me. I, you know, I'm not scared of failure anymore. I seek out failure because it means I'm on the right track. Yeah, for sure. It seems like, you know, like I never heard that um, target practice analogy before, but that's really good. You know, it's like, it seems like to me, it's like you said, you were so scared of failure previously, but once you start experiencing it, you realize it's just like, it's not near as bad as it seems. It's like, right. you know, and then you move on, you know, it's not as a, it's not a horrendous experience. Like you kind of build it up to be in your head. Right. Right. Where do you, where do you see as your mindset and in coming into play in uh, your fitness and training and in your lifestyle? I assume with the things that you talk about in your book and the things that you post about, you are probably big into the mindset shift that had to take place for you to go from what you were experiencing in your past to experiencing some success now. And uh, as far as going on to build muscle as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think your mindset is the most powerful thing you possess. Um, one of my favorite books is called Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Okay. He goes a lot into uh, mindset. And that's a book that I found that kind of changes how I live my, my life. And, um, you know, I spend time every day visualizing what I want uh, to achieve in detail. Um, and I'm really big on positive self-talk, keeping a positive mindset. Um, mm -hmm. Not so much like, you know, where people say you say I am in your uh, affirmations and things like that, but more like not saying I am a millionaire, but I will be a millionaire mm -hmm. or I will build my ideal physique, things like that. And just kind of charging yourself up. Um, I really think, you know, if you want to achieve anything in life, you got to work on your mindset more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Is there uh you, you mentioned that book you read, is there, is reading um, something you like to go to often? Is, is there a certain type of books you like to read or? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a big fiction guy, but I love um, self-development books. I try to spend at least an hour a day either reading or um, an audio book or going through a course or something like that. Just something to, level myself up a little bit every single day yeah i'm right there with you i love reading books like that what are do you have like three or four five favorites maybe or maybe a favorite author yeah um like i said psycho cybernetics that's way up there um there's a book from og mandino called the greatest salesman in the world okay. um that was a life-changing book for me um i mean not to sound like a sissy but I broke down in tears a couple of times reading that book just because it hit me so hard. Yeah. The right book seriously um, resonates so much. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I would say those are probably my top two. Absolutely. All right. So going back to the um, lifting, working outside of things. Sure. And, and the mindset, 
how do you think that um, lifting weights and exercising has an effect on your confidence and how has that been able to shape you in other parts of your life? A hundred percent game changer. Um, it, you develop discipline, you develop self-reliance, uh, the ability to push through difficult situations. You know, those, those things are what confidence is built from. Mm-hmm. You don't just snap your fingers and you have confidence. You don't just, you know, read one book and you have confidence. It's little daily things compounding, little wins every day compounding that, you know, builds the confidence inside of you and it eventually starts radiating out. Absolutely. Um, so what would you say um, are your biggest tips? You, you talk about how when it comes to anything in life, especially weightlifting, that, that consistency and self-discipline are the key. Mm-hmm. What are a couple of ways that you keep yourself disciplined and consistent uh, in the weight room and beyond? Number one, I write everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, every Sunday, I write out a plan for the week, and then I break it down into daily goals. And if I have something written down for that day, it gets done no matter what. Before I go to bed that night, it's done. And really, that's it's as simple as that. Write it down and do it. Um, yeah. Sometimes, hold yourself accountable. Yeah, sometimes the simplest thing is the best, you know. You kind of can, if you really get deep into the productivity sort of thing, uh, mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, hacks and tips and tricks and stuff like that, it really introduces that what's the phrase I'm looking for paralysis by analysis. Right. They say a lot. And it's like, that's definitely something that resonates with me. You can kind of go too many directions and sometimes simple is the best way for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what's always worked for me is just keeping things simple. Mm -hmm. So in addition to that, is there a habit or routine that you do every day, maybe every morning or every night besides writing stuff down that kind of helps you get centered? Maybe something that helps you get refreshed for that day or the next day. Yeah. Yeah. First thing I do in the morning, you know, after, you know, taking my morning leak, I'll uh, have some tea. I'll go outside if the weather's nice and I'll spend 10 to 15 minutes just giving gratitude and visualizing my goals. Mm -hmm. Um, Really charges me up for the day, gets my mind right for the day and um, just kind of helps you deal with any of the bad things that can happen when, when you know there's a bigger picture. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that gratitude is something that's so often underestimated in today's world. I don't think that people realize that just realizing how much we have to be thankful for uh, yeah. will impact your happiness. And it's so easy to not think about that with how many, you know, instant pleasures we have at our fingertips through our phones and social media and the internet. But it's like, man, we have it better than ever. We are, you know, it's, it's almost too comfortable how, how easy life is now. And I think that you're probably someone who realizes that you have to, you have to kind of seek some pain in your life to really achieve full fulfillment. Absolutely. Pain is where growth happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've obviously made quite the big transition in your life to be able to be successful now and stable on your own as um, coming from your troubled past. What would you say there was ever a specific time or instance where you had like an aha moment? Or when you're like, I really need to turn my life around or maybe a conversation, anything like that. Was there one moment that sparked that? Yeah, I mean, spending some time in jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was kind of the moment where I was like, all right, man, I got I got to get it together. You know, I wasn't put on this earth to 
you know, not do something great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started kind of get, getting it together. I ended up getting a job um, in a, at a, with sales, and the CEO was really big in the personal development, and he offered a $1,000 prize if you read 20 books off of this list that he had. Um, so I started reading these books, and each one I read, I was like, oh, man, you know, I do have control of my life. Like, things don't just happen to me. Things happen to me because of the decisions I've made. And once I realized that I was 100% in control of how my life turned out, that was it, man. You know, I just started diving deep into mindset and um, entrepreneurship and things like that and learning everything I could and just realizing that it's one small step at a time. You know, you you can completely overhaul your life one step at a time. Um, yeah, no doubt. You just have to realize you're in control of it. Mm-hmm. Having that realization of of the fact that you're responsible for everything that happens in your life is scary, but at the same time, it's empowering. I think it's equal parts both. Absolutely. I agree with that. So um, going off that CEO you talked about, I wonder if you had any strong mentors besides him or if you would consider him one of your stronger mentors or do you have anyone that kind of helped form you into what you are today? Yeah, he was a good mentor. Um, Honestly, man, you know, people say you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, Mm -hmm. but you can spend time with the greatest minds in the history of the world through books and courses and things like that. Um, So, you know, I've, I've had a few mentors along the way um, as far as, you know, with bodybuilding and with entrepreneurship. Um, I've been lucky with my business to make friends with people that are farther along than I am where I want to be that have helped pull me up and continue to help pull me up. Um, So I've been really fortunate with that. Um, So I've got no complaints at all. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I got a couple last questions I always like to ask here. This one is, sure. this one will be kind of related to the mentor thing, but um, so if you could set up a dinner with one person or even two, if you can't decide between a couple uh, at any point in history, past or present, who would that be and why? Who would you want to learn from? All right. I'll give you two. Okay. Number one, Maxwell Maltz the author of that Psycho-Cybernetics book, okay. um, just so I can pick his brain mm-hmm. to level up my mindset and you know, keep me evolving as a person. Number two, Jocko Willink. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That dude, extreme ownership, man. Mm-hmm. I just imagine spending an hour with him would be life-changing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just instilling discipline and work ethic. I mean, that guy's another breed of human. Yeah, I think it would be awesome to spend some time with him and enjoy a steak. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, read both of his books? Or is there just two out or is there more? Uh, he's got more. He's got um, the extreme ownership. He's got discipline equals freedom is the new. Yeah. One. Yeah. And then he's got some kids books out too. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. You know that those two have definitely been on my list. It's like, but the more you read, the more books kind of get on your radar and it's hard to get to them all. I understand. I've got a list of about 50 of them just sitting on my Kindle that I haven't got a chance to get to yet. Mm -hmm. Slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. All right. And the last question here, get a little philosophical with you. 
So imagine it's years and years down the road and you're old and gray. You're getting to the point where you're reflecting on your life. What do you want to be your story in the sense that what do you want to tell people about your life and what do you hope that uh, others see when they look at your life? I want my kids to look at me and say, damn, my dad is a badass. Mm. He, he took himself from the gutter. He built a life worth meaning, um, doing what he loves, changing people's lives. Um, and I hope that other people can draw inspiration from that as well. Um, mm. that no matter how bad it is, you have the ability to pull yourself out, and make your life what you want to make it. Absolutely. All right, Mark. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, do you want to go ahead and sum up where people can find you and the different uh, things that you have going? They're out there. Sure, man. Um, easiest is Instagram at Oakbuilt Fitness. Um, if they want to check out the website, they can go to oakbuiltfitness.com. All righty. All right. Well, Mark, we hope you talk to you again soon. And thanks for coming on the podcast to share your story today. Cool, man. Thanks for having me.